0: Hello, this is Ian Gray, and today I will be interviewing an expert on the Boston Celtics. He worked there for a year, has been to multiple games over the year, he's my older brother, and also the heavyweight champion of Shaw's, Nathaniel Gray! (laughs) Hello, hello. So to start off, how are you, Le? I am having a great day, thank you. Mm, Yes. Uh, How were you connected to the Celtics franchise? Uh,
1: I was the manager of their retail department and of um,
0: some catering events while I was there. Nice. Uh, in your opinion, how do you believe the Celtics have changed since last year?
1: I think uh, the big thing is obviously the roster moves. Um, You know, losing Al Horford, losing... Um, oh my God, what's the other guy's name? I'm blanking on. Kyrie was big. Uh, but I think Gordon Hayward really coming back uh, really sparked that team. The maturity of Jalen Brown, obviously, and uh, Jason Tatum have just been huge. Ian Scanner and Kemba, Kemba Walker coming in have been uh, dramatic improvements too. Uh, but also, um, I think the real size thing with Andrew uh, Baines being gone as well, just not having that physical uh, large man down there.
0: All right, and uh, to go off of that, who was your uh, favorite player for this year?
1: Uh, my favorite player every year is going to be Jason Tatum. He just uh, he just kind of uh, encapsulates, uh, you know, a uh, kid coming in and busting his butt and, uh, you know, really putting in the time and effort to uh, be a Celtic. And I think we all know that, Uh, The Celtics are one of the best organizations, not just in the NBA, but a uh, blue token chip, a token for um, all of sports. Uh, Just the way the organization has gone through the years with Red Auerbach and Bill Russell and the Larry Bird, Michael uh, Magic Johnson, uh, you know, like Trilogy Saga. And then just that transition uh, from, you know, 2008 championship with Doc Rivers and, you know, a real core, especially with Paul Pierce, um, to Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens has been an unbelievable uh, part of this organization. Um, just bringing in good talent, Danny Ainge, you know, continues to uh, improve. I think. I think the Kendrick Perkins trade was pretty, pretty terrible. So um, it's been improving across the board.
0: All right. Uh, speaking of Doc Rivers, I guess you could say. Uh, how do you believe that the Celtics roster has the strength, if they have the strength, to do what that two thousand eighteen was able to do?
1: Uh, I think the 2008, uh, just where the league was in 2008, was just a different place, you know. Uh, Those three core guys, you know, that big three plus Rondo, um, that team had a lot of chemistry. Um, You know, I think it helps when you have a player coach like uh, Doc Rivers was, um, just really, like, guiding those guys. But, you know, the heart of Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce really driving the team. Uh, How do I think it's different, and do I think they have the stuff to make it all the way this year? Uh, I do not. I think uh, it's not the Celtics... Uh, being a lesser <clears throat> version of themselves in 2008, even though it's definitely the case. I just think it's where the NBA is in general. Uh, there's a lot of talent, you know, continuing to come out of the West, but, you know, the East is all over the place, um, especially with Giannis and the Bucks. um, They're just – he's unguardable, in my opinion, and I don't think the Celtics have anyone 1 through 5 that can really uh, stand up to him defensively. Uh, even with Marcus Smart out there, you know, it's just um, – you know, I just don't think they have the stuff to go all the way, you know, moving forward with the team organization. You know, there's a lot of growth, a lot of young players. Um, you know, I read the other day, there's only three Celtics, uh, that were drafted in the Howard Stern era, which just tells you, um, they're just a really young team, you know, so that maturity is coming along. I think you especially see with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So, uh, maybe not this year, but you know, and he, <clears throat> I think, I think it's, uh, I think it could definitely happen.
0: Speaking of the younger players, uh, Well, what undrafted this year, Taco Fall, Uh, a lot of fans have been talking about maybe, well, suggesting that he should get more minutes.
1: Um, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with fans saying that, you know, he's 7'3". Like, that length in the NBA is unparalleled. He's obviously a rook and has so much to learn, you know, coming out of that UCF program. He was, you know, like I said, he was 7'3", and college ball is a lot different than the NBA, um, do I think he needs more minutes? Yeah, he's going to develop, you know, like, look at the way we implemented Brown and Tatum, uh, you know, just giving these guys all these minutes, especially in the playoffs, you know, um, you could argue the NBA season is still young. Um, so I think there's a lot of lot of opportunity for him to get in there, especially come down the stretch. You know, you never know what injuries are going to happen. Ian uh, scanner isn't like a young man by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but he's not as sound defensively, I think, as Taco Ball's length Give it to him. Robert Williams, too, is one of those issues if he can stay healthy. Um, you know, just keep keeping that rotation going. So I, I can definitely see him growing more into the team. Uh, you know, he's a fan favorite for sure. Uh, it's just that sweet name and long body of his. But, you know, I trust in Brad Stevens. You know, I think he's going to make the right calls at the right time.
0: Great. I think uh, he's pretty great. Yeah. yeah he's pretty I mean, great.
1: He's, he's a good player. He's popular. There's a lot of positive things about the Celtics. You know, I think he's a bright spot moving forward.
0: Speaking of bright spots, out of our team, who do you believe, if any, will make the all-star team this year? Um,
1: you know, I think Jason Tatum has the talent to make. He's just being on a cold streak. There's all these trade rumors going around about him as well um you know and packed a steel for the you know carl anthony towns is the most recent one which i think is just totally bogus i think if anyone has the talent to make the all-star team it would be jalen brown he's been playing super hot as of late uh this is the time where fans really start to notice that kind of stuff your mid-season form uh kind of hitting your stride i think he has it um uh, he's a sound defense defensive player and obviously very explosive on the offense um <clears throat> if anyone else um, you know, just cause the All Star game is a kind of a popular vote, I would even say, uh, don't leave it to the Celtic faithful or the bandwagon Celtic fans to vote in Taco. Um, just something wild like that, I could totally see coming. Um, but then Kemba Walker has a good case too. You know, he's a savvy vet, lots of experience. Uh, he does a lot for the team, um, both sides of the ball, but in the locker room as well. His numbers don't necessarily reflect how good he's doing, and the NBA is definitely a popularity contest. You know, superstar driven. So, um. You know, I don't think anything's possible, but I would put my money on Jalen Brown.
0: Uh, fun fact by Kemal Walker, as of January 2nd, is leading the team in points and assists right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, um, you know, especially, you know, you've seen this all over the place. Like Kyrie last year and the, even the year before, you know, really like stepping up at that point guard position. I think the Celtics have a very good matchup at the point guard position going in every game because of the shooters on the outside. Uh, Brown and Tatum, you know, they're... Not matchup nightmares, but they definitely, you know, get get the ball a lot. And I think, you know, honestly, Kemba's greatest trait is getting them the ball, you know. Um, so I think it leaves them open for better matchups one-on-one and off the pick-and-roll as well.
0: Speaking of our point guards, we talked about Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker. I'm going to throw one more in, Isaiah Thomas. Which one do you like the best?
1: Uh, IT was definitely a fan favorite. Um, you know, just, you know, his sheer sure size alone. And then obviously the story and the push he made to bring us to the conference finals that year against that. Cleveland team that ended up winning the whole thing. Um, You know, I was a big Kyrie fan. I've always been a Kemba Kemba fan. If I had to pick one, you know, I think it's really biased as a Celtic fan um, to say, like, I don't like, uh, you know, Kyrie anymore just because of the way he left the Celtics. But if you're just looking at a straight basketball talent, I would definitely pick Kyrie. He just has, I think he's the best point guard in the league, Uh, next to Damian Lillard. Just what he does with the rock in his hand and how he moves the ball around and He's obviously a real threat um, scoring the ball. So I would say he's probably my favorite, but I'm also like very mad at him for the way he handled things here in Boston. IT at a very hard number two. Um, and then Kemba, you know, I think Kemba, he's near the team. He's a vet and, you know, he's beat up on the Celtics in the past. Uh, very, very smart player, obviously. So I think he, um, you know, he's in the running for sure, but it just takes more time. Let's see what he does in the playoffs. That's where things really matter.
0: Mm. Speaking of that, uh, speaking of a hot streak, for, I want to say, what, two years ago? No, yeah, two years ago when Kyrie Irving got injured, we saw the, the original spark with Jalen Brown and mm. how he went off during the playoffs. And we're kind of seeing that again right now. To be honest, I clearly think this is going to continue. But do you believe that that hot streak that he's having right now from the beginning of the season is ever going to end?
1: Yeah, I mean, all things come to an end, right? Like, Like, you know... How how do you even describe it? You know, there's so many iconic athletes out there. You know, Cal Ripken. You know, like I wouldn't say Eli Manning's iconic, but he had that Iron Man streak of starting uh, all those games. You know, just being uninjured. So I think everything comes to an end. You know, uh, Luke Garrett's hitting streak. You know, for instance, in baseball, uh, thirty-seven games. It's just it's just one of those things. It has to come to an end. Do I want it to end? No. Uh, is he playing out of his mind? Absolutely. But I think we're gonna be real with you know everyone's like this. This is basketball. Okay. This this is a athletic thing to do night in night out it's physical it's tough you know there's always players talking about shortening the season a little bit for more excitement uh, I think it definitely takes a toll on everyone's body so um you know it'd be nice to see but I don't think it's uh plausible like you know I don't think when we're talking about this in February or March that what we're going to be talking about as hot streak then because that's when it really matters right so I think you know it's eventual and ine- inevitable
0: all right, now back to your time with the Celtics, uh, just a couple of questions. What was the best part about working with the Celtics?
1: Um, definitely the people there. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting place to work, you know. Being the manager was a little bit more responsible for things, but also got a better chance to meet more unique individuals there. Uh, and I would say, you know, no one's a bigger fan than the people in the building, uh, night in, night out. You know, you have, you know, janitors and custodians and concessions people, retail people, management uh, cafeteria workers, security um everyone's all in on the games um you know just walking around while games are in progress you see everyone always glued to the tv um when they can be and just really enjoying the game um you know there's a reason why some of the employees there like you know get like rings uh when you know a team wins um <clears throat> other than that you know if if you take that out of it um working at the garden not just for the Celtics and Bruins was uh Just an awesome opportunity. My favorite part was definitely the concerts though my first day was Sir Elton John. I just remember not doing any work and just being totally encapsulated by the fact that I'm seeing this guy I grew up listening to and never thought I would see live. So I, I thought that was the best. Um, but also, you know, just like the perks of like that every day, like seeing the games and seeing the practices and seeing the warm ups. like it's really a cool opportunity that a lot of people, well, you know, trade their left leg for. So I uh, definitely didn't take it for granted. have a lot of great memories from that place. Um, cool jerseys and clothes like that. <clears throat> so, um, but I would say the people drive it. Absolutely. All the all the people in the garden every day.
0: Uh, so you work as well for the Bruins?
1: Yeah, the Bruins. Bruins. I'm a bigger Bruins fan than I am a Celtics fan.
0: Yep, that's why we're glad that you're an expert in all Boston sports. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, as you just said, you're more of a Bruins fan. Which crowd do you think was louder during games? Oh, it's not
1: even close. to the Bruins fans. Um, Celtics <laughs> fans are great, don't get me wrong. But I see a lot more... Um, Basketball always comes down to the last two minutes um, for the most part. Um, so I feel like that first, you know, 44 minutes, uh, 46 minutes, sorry. Um, it's more of like a statement by basketball fans. You have your diehards for sure, uh, but that's nothing like the hockey diehards. Like these people have been season ticket holders forever. Uh, I remember this one lady um, she actually was a season ticket holder and sold her tickets um, once her husband died. and The Bruins actually went out of their way to make sure she could continue to have the tickets because she was part of their family. And she probably had the worst seats in the house, not gonna lie. Nosebleeds up by my office every day, and she would be there every game. Um, different friend every day, uh, screaming at the top of her lungs, you know. Um, I think the hockey vibe in the New England area is a lot stronger than the basketball vibe for sure. Um, despite the Celtics, you know, success over the last 40, 50 years. Uh, I would definitely say it gets loud when the Celtics are playing, especially in that last two minutes. But the rhythm of a hockey game, you know, uh, in basketball, you get a bad foul. Everyone gets really loud. But in hockey, you do something stupid or, uh, you know, no goals waved off. And then especially if a fight breaks out, that place is going to explode. Uh, and that's why I love it. It's more of a blue-collar crowd versus the basketball crowd. It's a little bit more white-collar. Also, the Celtics tickets are more expensive than the Bruins tickets, you know, um, which is, you know, really drives, you know, who's getting in there. So um, when the Bruins do good, you know, you see the stadium fill up with more of that, you know, mixed white collar crowd, which is really cool and everything. But, um, you know, there's a core group of Bruins diehards that uh, will never leave them, never bend them, and continue to yell. Uh, Cam Neely, Bruce Cassidy, Frontline, everyone responsible. I can't even tell you how mean I've been to Tuukka Rask over the years, just screaming at him every time I get a chance to go to the game. Uh, just looking for more production, but I would definitely say the Bruins fans for sure.
0: Did you ever get free tickets or would you just get free admission?
1: I mean, I didn't, it it was, um, it was one of those things I had to work during every event, you know, um, it wasn't, you know, free tickets, uh, really mattered. Um, I was a manager, so I could pretty much just walk in the building whenever I want. So, um, I definitely got free tickets, um, which is nice for, you know, taking girls on dates and stuff like that. But, um you know, it was more of like my job was to work during these events. So uh, when I wasn't working, I'd always try to go out and watch, Um, uh, which my boss didn't love. But um, yeah, I could also, you know, just like walk in even on my off days because of my role there, my management status. So, um, you know, I went to all the Stanley Cup playoff games, even, um, you know, when I wasn't working. And that was a really, really cool experience.
0: Uh, do you ever try to secretly get people in for free?
1: You know, you think about it, um, you know, one of the best and worst things, one of the worst things is when you want to do that, they have really good security there about getting into the building, uh, between metal detectors and cameras and doors that are locked and whatnot. Um, I've definitely thought about it, you know, I wanted to sneak you in, uh, but it's, it's hard sometimes, you know, um. You know, so I never took the risk especially with my employment there. I don't think it was worth it, but every time there was a friend there or a family member, I would go out of my way to spend time with them for sure. Uh
0: and have you ever been able to meet any current or older players from the Celtics program?
1: Uh yeah, I definitely met some current players. Um you know, Tatum and uh I I I got Tatum's autograph quite a few times. Uh it was super super cool cuz I'm a big fan of his. Uh Al Horford Obviously, um, we'll get to that here in a second. But, um, you know, I've, I've, I think my one of my favorite experiences was meeting Zdeno Chara. Um, anytime I get to meet a hockey player, uh, it was cool enough. Um, you know, all these Johnny Busick, you know, was awesome. Ray Bork was especially awesome, especially because you know he's a raging alcoholic and he parties hard. Um, but you know what? You know, one of the best days I had actually was. Um, Um, I forget his, forget his name right now, Rick Middleton, Shifty Rick, Um, you know, third all-time Bruins scoring and assist leader, Um, just a really, really cool person. He was doing the video that they would show on Nessun and in the stadium for, um, you know, his jersey retirement, which I thought was cool. So uh, that was a great day. And in the same day, I actually was going down on the elevator and Char was injured at the time and he was on the elevator. And I was wearing a Tom Brady, um, not a Tom Brady jersey, but it was like a Barcelona shirt that said King of the North on it. You know, you see me in all time. And, uh, you know, you get in the elevator and you're like, holy crap, this guy is humongous. Um, and he's just like one of the biggest people i ever See, He's very physically imposing. And uh, so I, I, I said, hey, and I let him know I was a fan. And he said, thanks. And there was this kind of awkward silence where, um, you know, nothing was said. And then he, he pointed to my shirt and he was like, he was like Tom Brady. And I was, he was like, yeah, he's like, He's not that good, and uh, I think we both laughed because we knew that you know he was wrong, uh, but he was just kind of ragging on him because I wasn't wearing his shirt, and it was a really cool uh, experience. So that whole day was very, very memorable to me.
0: Was that your uh, best encounter with a player?
1: Um, I would say yes, but you know, um, like I was alluding to earlier, the best experience I had was actually without Horford and you. Uh just you know, we went down into the game early, you remember, and um you thought I was sneaking you in, but we just got you in early and we went down and um I think someone came by first before Horford. It might have been... Marcus
0: Smart. Marcus Smart. Mar- yeah,
1: yeah. we were screaming at him, trying to get his attention. And he... Uh, no, that was Marcus
0: Morris. Marcus Smart. Oh,
1: Marcus Morris. That was, yeah, Marcus
0: yeah. Marcus Smart, I will say. Uh, I, until, like, two, last year, really, I hated Marcus Smart. Yeah, he's hard and,
1: he's hard to... You love him when you hate him. Yeah, you know, it's one so... Of those things.
0: So when we went down, he was the first player that walked by, and I told him his haircut looked stupid.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people tell him that because <laughs> his hair does look stupid. But my favorite part of that... Um, was when Al Horford gave you the his autograph and just uh, seeing your face light up and I just you know Al Horford's like a good guy in the NBA you know even off the court he's always a positive role model you know giving autographs to kids is something he probably does a million times you know but uh, just to see your reaction to it and how cool you thought it was um, just because you're so big in the basketball too was uh, really really special for me it was a good day it was a great day to hang out yeah. unfortunately Celtics lost that game so.
0: yeah yeah I Absolutely. think we were
1: playing the Wizards. I uh, know, no, no, no that, was that was a Christmas game. game. We... Yeah, no, yeah, they lost the Nets that day. They lost the Nets that day. Oh I God, remember. We yeah, game. we lost in the last two minutes because that's what the oh love yeah to do sometimes.
0: Yeah, because that was that yeah. was the last game. Because last game I went to was the first win I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, do you have any uh, more questions? I can see you all I day. Think and talk. You think that's it? Yep. thank What about you? For the you? Who is uh, okay? Okay. I want to flip hand. it on me. Yeah, right. Why not? You know uh, who right. is? Uh, oh no, I don't need your script over here. Who is? Uh, who's your favorite player and why? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is it because uh, he's hot. You know, no. hot hand.
0: Uh in I want to say twenty sixteen, my brother lived on my floor. Um, <laughs> Thanks for
1: bringing that up.
0: Well, I had to bring it up. as part of the story uh, that every day I came home and played two K. Mm. And whenever we played, you would always just scream Jalen Brown because he would always play as Jalen Brown. And it, it just to. grew on me to be my favorite player.
1: Yeah, that Jody Meeks, baby. Jody yeah. Jody Meeks was a good time. Got too. a ring. Yeah. Yes, he did.
0: Also got arrested.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, if you had to see the Celtics in three years, you see them developing more and see, like, what roster changes do you think needs to be made?
0: Oh, we need
1: a center. A center, yeah. I mean, I think that's what we're really a alluding like to. A it's the taco ball center. thing. Yeah, you know, he's just a tall, skinny, tall, skinny guy, and it's hard uh, for people with that body stature to put on a lot of weight. You know, you look yeah. at a guy like Yao Ming, who was just like kind of naturally Blue built ball. that way. Yeah, he was just a big guy, but I think Taco needs to spend some more time in the weight room for sure. I think that would definitely up his game, especially you know, the five position in the NBA is just. Riddled with monsters now. Like right you know, now, you yeah. look at Joel Embiid for example. Even DeAndre Ayton last year, like he's gonna be a monster in a couple of years. He's just got that body, and everyone's so young coming out. Carl Anthony Towns, for example. But it's yeah, all well, size down there. Karl Anthony Towns, Yeah, no, you know, but you know, <laughs> like you look at Anthony Davis, you know, like, massive. like I mean, he's massive, but he came out of Six Kentucky. Yeah, he came he out really of Kentucky, and he wasn't. He was probably like he's probably two hundred fifteen pounds. I think he's sitting at like two forty right now, uh, and it shows. You know, like he's really bossing people around down there on the block. So. I uh, definitely agree with you on the five. Definitely yeah. agree with you on the five.
0: And if not a five, then really... I like that Jason Tatum is able to play the power forward, mm. but I, think, I love him more at small forward. Yeah,
1: it's interesting, especially with Jalen Brown and Haywood there, too. You know, like, those guys are perimeter guys as well. Uh, You know, swing players. So, um, you know, I think just we need... That four position and Horford was great for that. Horford was yeah. a true four, but always played the five last year just because we were riddled with injuries at the five uh, most of the season. But uh, <clears throat> you know, I think going forward, we really need to solidify that four for sure. Um, lots of free agents coming up next year and, you know like LeBron James is not one of them you know but
0: uh, I think this is the year that Giannis is on contract here yeah
1: I mean I don't see Giannis going anywhere I see Milwaukee locking him down for a max contract I think it will be the biggest contract in NBA history <laughs> um, he is that good despite not going and winning the finals um, I think he really is that good And then, uh, you know, I I think someone like Serge Ibaka come down from Toronto and, uh, you know, kind of a more veteran player, but, you know, he's like seven foot, uh, got those long arms, and I think that really complement whoever we put at the five, you know, even you could put him at the five.
0: I would say his true position is the five.
1: Yeah, I would would say it is too, but, you know, uh, the guy can shoot, you know, the guy, he can actually uh, play offense. You don't see a lot of fives doing that in the NBA, except for those four or five guys that are really, really good. Andre Iguodala, or not uh, not Iggy, sorry. Um, what's that Comment? guy? No, I mean, no, he'd be good. Um, you know, even Blake Griffin, you know, you you never know with his contract. He's been there for two and a half years now. See what happens in the offseason. Um, but I was referring to LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh. Uh, I think that whole thing isn't really working out for him and the Spurs. He's kind of like the guy on that team that's DeMar DeRozan. But um, I, th- I think, you know, just the opportunity to like, pluck him from a system like that, have him come here and he has other other shooters, and I think that's what he's really missing, um, yeah. you know, down there in San Antonio, is that just overall talent, and I think he just fit in so well with Brad Stevens as well, as a bet.
0: We have very similar, like, systems, really. They're really
1: similar, you know, I, th- I think they're coach-driven in a league that's player-driven, you know, uh, you know, Bill Belichick always has this quote, you know, at the end of Super Bowl, he's like, the coaches prepare for the game so the players go out and play, you know, they're the ones that ultimately are responsible for the dub. So, um, you know, it's it's even more so in the NBA. You look at guys like LeBron, especially what he did on Cleveland uh, before he even went to Miami. He was just going through head coach after head coach after head coach, just trying oh, to true. get get someone to be compatible with him, you know. and When um, you, you have a guy like LeBron on your team, you don't even really need a coach. He's a player coach. He's so smart. So I think the NBA is trending that way. But, you know, then you look at guys like Steve Kerr and just what they do as well, and, and you know, obviously pop. Uh, yeah. Just really, really good coaches.
0: If I remember correctly, I think he had hang on, let me think. So he had Tyron Luke Walton, Eric Spolster. He had four coaches. He had in Mac his first Brown too. In Cleveland.
1: Yeah, he went he went through a lot and then he I mean he was trying to get Spolster out forever, but um Pat Riley was like, No, no, no. That
0: would be a terrible oh, Eric Spolster is yeah. a good coach. I
1: mean you know, the other thing, you know, I'm thinking about now, you know, what's gonna happen to Carmelo? You know, like he got a one-year deal, you know? We're
0: thinking about it. It's going to be a good game tonight. Today, on uh, January 2nd, is actually the day he returns to Madison Square Garden. Yep.
1: So we'll see what happens there. Well, this was a good podcast. We should do it again. Yeah,
0: it's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for the interview. No problem. Uh, and I hope you keep your heavyweight title. Right. I will.